This is the Self-Helpful Podcast, where I invite today's most important influencers to grapple with their own wisdom and stories in an authentic, relatable conversation about self-help and what drives them. I'm Kevin Miller. I'll be your guide as I distill my guest's greatest wisdom and methodologies into practical, transformative steps. This podcast has been downloaded over 60 million times by people like you and me who want to elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Wrapping up my series on Japanese self-help celebrity, Ken Honda, and his focus on happy money. And I'm going to bring it home to what I'm grappling with striving to implement in my own life as a result of Ken's message. I've talked about this topic with Ken, with Tom Ziegler in part three, and I've been discussing it with people in my life. The truth is I've historically not had happy money. I've not felt fairly compensated for what I've offered to the world. And I've looked at money as an irritant in relation to just wanting to do what I cared about and trying to serve people and provide for my family. From what I've heard, many of you can relate to this. So let's consider it together for a moment. The Self-Helpful Podcast pays tribute to Zig Ziglar, one of our world's most inspirational leaders. Ziglar is your premier source for equipping top coaches to help leaders and top performers excel professionally and personally. Visit Ziglar.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Hey, I truly thank you for tuning into this Self-Helpful Podcast where I strive to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Next up, I bring you this short pondering of what I've gleaned from Ken Honda's book, Happy Money, and the energy that we have around money, how we earn it, and our roles in regards to both. So my story is I've started about 19 business initiatives and almost all involved things I cared about that I enjoy doing. A couple of them didn't. I mean, my first business at age 15 was tenting windows on cars I'm out of my dad's mom and dad's garage. Um, I didn't enjoy that. I mean, it's kind of cool to be involved with you know fun cars and stuff like that, but it was a detailed job. You had to do it just right or you'd screw up the whole window. And uh, that was not a great fit for me, but it was a great opportunity. And I had the resources. My dad's a car guy. And, uh, but outside of that, man, most everything I've done from racing bikes to being involved in initiatives that influence people, help their lives in different ways. I've, I've really enjoyed, but I never had a financial plan. And if anything, I just didn't care about the money for better or worse. And as you'll hear in a minute, there was a, it got to be a point where I, I really disdained money in relation to the work that I did. And what I ended up doing is sabotaging all of those efforts I get billed as being, you know, a serial entrepreneur, which for me means, man, I jumped around to a lot of things because I didn't have a big plan, didn't have a financial plan. And even the things that made money, which, you know, to that extent, they all made money. I could say that every one of those business initiatives, actually, I'm trying to think to make sure that this is legit, uh, but every one of them that I can think of, uh, no, I think they really did. Every one of them made money. You know, my, my parents helped me learn business and they made money. I didn't keep any of it. I spent it all and I didn't make as much as I probably should have. Um, but looking at this aspect of happy money with Ken, you know, did really get me focused on, and you've heard this in the previous 
three parts that we've done on this to at the beginning, what do we do to earn that money? Now, my dad's Dan Miller, you know, famed author and leader of 48 days to the work you love. And I always knew him to be working at something that he loved or just enjoyed. Um, you know, cause when you say work, I love, you can get real altruistic, man. He loved being in the car business and having fun with cars. And so I always enjoyed him. I never knew him. I'll say this. I never knew him to just dread going to work. What a gift, what a gift that is. And, uh, I've been privileged to have that. Uh, and so I've always enjoyed the work that I do. I do today that I get up to, I get to wake up in the morning and I'm interested in what I'm doing. But I did still have that aspect towards work that you have to work to earn money. You have to work. And I, and I actually wish I'd considered what I now think of as I get to work, because if you really think about it, what the heck else are you going to do? Seriously? I mean, what else are you going to do? If you're 20, what are you going to do all day? If you don't have to, you know, quote work or have to go to school, what are you going to do? That have to mentality is really not good for our happy energy, our positive energy. And to think about that now and think, man, if, if, if you didn't have to work, what would you do? I think you'd be bored to tears. And so if you think about that thing, no, I get to work. I get to choose something that I'm going to invest uh, myself in. And it was Tony Robbins who a long time ago said that in his, it was kind of a pithy statement. He said, man, the, the happiest people that I find are just those that are progressing towards something. So what are you progressing towards? Are you growing your garden? Are you working on a painting? Are you uh, fixing cars? Are you helping somebody get their finances in order? Are you helping somebody get well? What what is it that you would want to do? Uh, Period. And now then, how can you make money with that? Which is what we've been talking about with Miriam Shulman now. Uh, She's the author of Artpreneur. And and that's uh, that, that episode just came out. And you'll be hearing different parts of that as well. But now what do you, what do you want to do? Again, not what you just, with that thing, love, not just what do you have fun doing, but what do you care about? It may not all be fun, but what do you care about? What's fulfilling? So it's got me thinking about that, that I get to work. Not that's just a Pollyanna thing, but I do again, what else would I do for me? What would I do? Ride my bike all day, run all day, cook all day. I mean, I want to be building and growing something. I think we all do. That's what called, that's what purpose is called. Uh, then appreciation. And I think we mentioned this rabbi, Daniel Lappin, one of the first people that I ever interviewed on the Ziegler show, gosh, six years ago or more. And he said, money is a certificate of appreciation. That sounds cool, except that how many people don't feel appreciated. And I've done that. And I wasn't even really upset with anybody. Because I always own my own business. So who am I going to be upset with me? Uh, either I couldn't sell well and people weren't paying me enough or I wasn't running my business well enough. So there was nobody for me to be upset with. But I often felt like, man, I'm really helping people and I'm really making a big effort and I'm really trying to do good and I'm not making enough money with it. I didn't feel appreciated. So that can be hard to look at what you're doing. And so many of the services that you may be involved in that people are involved in working in are priceless. You know, if you're a first responder, if you're a doctor, if you're a teacher, Ken Honda spoke about that in, in Japan, teachers are paid so well because what they do is so important here in America. Uh, we don't do that. So what this got me thinking about with the compensation is we can look at, you know, who's paying us or how we're running our business, but ultimately with appreciation, you know, how do we appreciate what we're doing? 
I think we've got to come back to that to a degree. Do, do I appreciate what I'm doing? And I've got to find some peace from that because I may not be compensated fairly as in, in, or at least in response to the value that I am giving out. Now we can go down that trail. And of course we all want to work to play the game right and to do things well so that we are fairly compensated. But uh, I think for most, most of us to some degree we need to find that happy energy in appreciating what we do and being okay in and of ourselves, kind of that self-approval as Tom Ziegler told me, I, I said, I said, being proud of yourself. A lot of people struggle with pride, but he said it's self-approval. And then, you know, so that those of uh, us who I think is probably the majority of people listen to the show, we want to do well out there. We want to serve people really well. And we don't want it to be about the money. We hear that a lot, man. I relate to that. And yet I also have suffered by not having a good financial plan, not making enough money and not being able to provide the service that I really wanted to bring to people. I mean, if you, it's kind of the old story of, I'm going to, and I'm going to, I'm going to paraphrase it of selling watermelons. If they cost me $3 to bring that watermelon to the roadside table, and then I'm selling them needy people and I, I, it's just two bucks and I'm losing a dollar. At some point, I can't do it anymore. I'm bankrupt. Now I can't help anyone. I need to make a buck. I need to you know, sell those $3 watermelons for four bucks at least. I got to make some money. We got to take care of ourselves. And it was a hard lesson for me many years ago when I ran an organization called Free Agent Academy that I had started. And I had people paying a monthly membership. It was on average about 95 bucks. And I would keep tabs on people. And if they didn't come in and participate consistently and a few months went by, I felt guilty for taking their money. I was afraid they weren't paying attention to their credit card bill and whatnot. And I'd go after them. And at some point I would just fire them. I'd cancel their membership because I didn't want to be taking their money if they weren't participating. And I had a good friend say, man, you're, you're trying to force people. And for, for one aspect let those people who aren't participating, let them pay for the people who are paying their money and they're super participating. You're spending all their time, your time on them and let them subsidize that. That was one good point. And then later as time went on and I'd find somebody who'd come around and say, man, I've been here for three years and I've just been lurking, but it's given me hope. And now I'm ready. And they would do something. And a lot of those people, I didn't give them the opportunity to, I was trying to kick them out and it was about me more than it was about them. Because I didn't want to be greedy. I didn't want to see be as, seen as taking their money when they're not participating. And I was missing some other key things, uh, those two points specifically. And so, uh, you know, we do need to be about the money somewhat and understanding our attitude about that. And to do, be about the money, we've got to play the game. And I think of Jesus saying, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's when they were talking about money and asking him about taxes and whatnot, and that I want to do something that's good for people. I want to do something that's good for me as well. And I need to make money because I live in a world where I do need to buy things. I have a family to provide for. I've got myself to provide for. And then spending, man, just to look at that as far as happy money, how we feel about that. I mentioned this on one of the shows, one of the three parts that we've already done that I recently, so we have a van, we have a passenger van that's all wheel drive. They're hard to, hard to find. And I was driving it, hadn't driven it for a while, went out and drove it and apparently ran over something and it just annihilated the tire and annihilated the sidewall of it. So it couldn't be repaired. And the tires weren't that old, but with an all wheel drive car, you can't have dissimilar tires. So I couldn't go buy one new tire. 
So I blew that tire. It's destroyed. I had to get all new tires. And it was a thousand, twelve hundred bucks or something like that for all terrain tires on all four of them. And I'm looking at that and going, how do I feel happy about that? And yeah, I could Pollyanna and go, well, thank goodness that I had, you know, that I could afford it. But what if I couldn't? There's been many times in my life where I couldn't. Let's go back to that time and go, man, I don't have the money. I got to put it on a credit card. I got to borrow the money. Uh, How am I supposed to be happy about that? So I don't have an answer for you. How's that? Uh, In looking at that, you know, I tend to think of like Dave Ramsey. A lot of people know him. And he would say, hey, with cars specifically, that blown tire is not, don't think of it as an accident or an emergency. It's going to happen. That accident, that that thing is going to happen. So budget for that. If I had the money saved and I didn't look at it, I didn't get every day, get in the car, hoping, I hope nothing happens. I hope nothing happens. I hope nothing happens. And darn, the day happens. Oh my gosh, something happened. Now I'm set back. He's saying, no, expect that. Save the money. Or if nothing else, even just expect it. It's not being pessimistic, but something's going to go happen. That's part of owning a car. In this case, I'm not paying a car payment on the thing. So every month I should be saving some money or I should go look at, Hey, that once in a while, big expense is kind of like having a car payment. Like most people do, you know, and try to justify it somewhat, but regardless of how I try to justify it and play my own mind games to realize if I just sit there so upset about the money that I had to spend on this unnecessary to me expense, it's unexpected, unnecessary expense. And I'm just mad about it. And I hand over this money. I'm mad about sad about to the mechanic. I'm just spreading the sadness, man. I'm spreading it. It, it. Wouldn't everybody be better off if I took a deep breath and go, you know what? This isn't going to kill me. And you know, buddy, thank you for, you know, being able to fix my car. I appreciate that. I hope this money helps you feed your family. That's what you're there for. I'm not able to fix a, a tire. I can't make a tire. I can't change it. I'm grateful that you're there to be able to do that so that I can have a car and drive around, you know, and just looking again at my attitude. And then we're back to the point of Ken saying happy money and how important it is to our lives, how we earn it, how we spend it, what our roles are with that, that the money, the objective reality of the work, the money, what's important is how we feel about it. So it's just got me looking and auditing my life and thinking about what is the energy, as Ken would say, that I have behind my money and what I do to earn it. Well, friends, if you haven't yet, I ask you to consider considering the energy that you have around money, how you earn it, and your role in regards to it. And uh, I'd submit that few people have that perfect relationship with their money and their work, but I'm seeing just how foundational it is. Uh, You'll do yourself well to check out Ken Honda's book, Happy Money. You can find that anywhere and find him at KenHonda.com. Thank you, as always, for tuning into this self-helpful podcast where I'm striving to help you and me elevate our personal experience of life and the way we show up for others. Stay driven, my friends. Most Americans at New Year's are thinking about improving their health and losing some weight. In regards to eating, the feeling is generally it's going to cost more money, more stress and effort, and you got to eat bland food. Well, a solution to all these is HelloFresh. HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You skip trips to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's literally number one meal kit. You can make saving time a viable resolution with quick, convenient recipes. 
They're delivered right to you. You just choose your meals and select your delivery date. And HelloFresh handles the meal planning and shopping. So you just open your weekly box of pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes and you're cooking quickly with ease and joy. My family loves HelloFresh. We just open the box, follow the recipes and have something new and interesting and good for us. It's become one of our family's favorite activities together. So go to HelloFresh.com slash drive free and use code drive free for free breakfast for life. You get one breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash drive free with code drive free. HelloFresh, it's America's number one meal kit.